BZ Sports Talk Show. It is the the podcast that, that you love, that you love to love, and that you spread the word. Make sure you tell a friend about what we have going on here. We do this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the week, and then we'll be bringing that Saturday back very, very shortly. My name is Javon. You can call me Jay, Jay Love. Follow me on Twitter at Javon Love. That is Ed Easy Smith, professional athlete, author, motivational speaker, great father, all that stuff. I try to be a great father like him, man. And then also you can follow him at... What is your what is your Twitter again? Ed Smith speaks. Ed Smith speaks, of course, because that's that's called branding. So, what is good, my brother? <laughs> hey, a lot of stuff going on out here in the valley, man. Basketball just won't go away. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Man, let's get into it. That's what that is the the word of the day or the hashtag is Bradley Bill, and also what it would be uh, hashtag All In. So the this over the last few days, there's been some speculation that Bradley Bill that the that the Suns were interested in Bradley Bill, and there was another team, maybe the the Miami Heat, were interested in getting Bradley Bill. But it seems that it's all done. Bradley Bill is coming to the Suns for uh, the Suns have traded Chris Paul. Landry Shamit and a few uh, second rounders for Bradley Bill. Because uh, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of bullet points that I want to get to and get your thoughts on. But just the just on the macro level, thinking about that, what did, what were your thoughts about the trade just from a just from a first impression? Well, it you know brings to mind for me that just any in the NBA at least anything can happen because nobody you know would you think about salary caps. Uh, I guess in the NBA there really isn't one. There's luxury tax. You can go ahead and go. Gonna find out. They're gonna find out <laughs> this season. They will yeah. find out this season. You know, uh, our new owner Ishbia, um, willing to open up the pocketbook. Uh, I, I'm a little worried of the rogueness of this though. It's it's almost like out of you know the old cowboy movies with <laughs> and you shoot up all your bullets. It's like wait a minute, you only got two six shooters. That's I counted fourteen shots. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like we, you know, the Kevin Durant big swing, you know, and we hit a double maybe. Now, now it's you know instead of stacking up some hits, it's like okay, let's go for it again, big swing, and we'll yeah. see what happens. But yeah. you know, for me, it's just hey, why don't you ease into it? And you know, there are going to be other trades and other stars we could go after. It's almost like hey, who, who's available? Let's go get them. And it's like, eh, with the continuity, I know you have some great questions in our lineup here about, you know, does it fit? Well, it's just, for me, it's just, hey, let's just, let's just go for it. Hey, here's the thing, Ishpia, you're not just the owner of the Suns for three or four or five years. You know, hopefully you're going to live a long life, which means, you know, 20 years down the line, you know, hopefully you have some money left and there's some trades to be made and salary cap or, you know, luxury taxes aren't, you know, just scorching you. But, you know, for me, it was just, it's like, why? And, you know, we, we had so many other things that we could have done to shore up our bench and, you know, get more quality, you know, back, not backups, but second, you know, tier guys in here to, to help us. I think, you know, it's a big swing. We'll see what happens. But it, it is it is a big swing and it's great to the difference between let's say Ishbia and Sarver is that Ishbia is willing is willing to be aggressive, is yeah. willing to take that chance. But it's also about you want to take risks, but you want to take calculated risks. And yes. I wonder, I wonder if this is 
I wonder how calculated this is as opposed to I want to I want a championship. Let's get it. This city deserves a championship. Let's get it by any means. And if you get a championship, then okay, then then I stand corrected. Then I then I suppose it's all worth it. But then ask yourself this is remember when the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks won their championship and they mortgaged everything to get that to get that World Series. Now they got it. So they can continue to celebrate and the Valley can be proud of that. And there's no there's no there's no shame in that. You should not there's no shame in that. But then when was the last time that they were back? When was the last because that that handicapped them for so many years and they had to do so mm-hmm. many different things. Now they years later after winning the, the World Series, they were they, they became competitive to a certain degree and you know got to the playoffs a couple of times over the last, you know, uh decade and a half or two. But the point is is that it's if you have to be very meticulous and very uh forward thinking to be very mid and long-term thinking to be able to try to, to have that long-term success. And I just wonder if this, I wonder about this move. So let's get into it a little bit. All right. So it's finalized. So the Suns now they're going to have four max players. Is this, is it too much of a risk? And, 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 and the thing is when they, when they traded for Kevin Durant, what's the thing that everybody lamented here on the local airwaves? We talked about it as well on our Saturday show. It's, it was written, it, it, it was covered in, in the media and different in other in national media as well that the Suns just didn't have depth because they traded away their depth. They're not going to have depth now because the way it's going to work. And if I'm if I'm looking at it correctly, and I've watched a couple, like uh, I forget my man's name, um, Marks um, uh, Marks, that's on ESPN. But now, remember when LeBron went to the Heat, and they had to get all those minimum, the, those min- those uh, veteran minimums, trying to pick up yeah. people that in in the random minimum with the new collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be a little bit different than that. Now they they're going to be hamstrung or the, or the projection is that they will be. So how are you going to build that team with depth when you have, when you're so top heavy? Yeah. And, and for me, it's, you know, when I was thinking about this. It's like, imagine you had four MMA dudes, right. And they walk into an alley and there's 12 other dudes that they're going to fight. I mean, these MMA dudes, they're experienced, and they, boom, you know, and they muscles and all that kind of stuff. But you got 12 dudes in the, in the, in the, um, the you know, waiting for you in the alleyway. And that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be our four max players and a dude, you know, against teams with benches that go, you know, three and four into their defense. So, you know, you're going to have to get real creative with how you – you know, get these guys out there. There's only one basketball on the court. You know, yeah. you're going to have four, three scores and an eight. And, you know, um, what does this do for him? Like I'm just, I'm saying, what's this going to do for his psyche? He yeah, just went from, yeah. okay, you get, you just get rid of Chris. Think about this, Jake. You just get rid of this dude, Chris Paul, who's always on my behind. Every time I turn around screaming at me, I got him yeah. tired of this dude. We get a new coach in here. Vogel says we're gonna get the best out of Aiden. Then you get rid of um uh the dude that's been screaming at you, but then you bring another dude in here who's gonna be either just as he's now third in line for the ball. Yes. You're now yes. moved, you went from third to fourth. What is this gonna do for him? He's like, Okay, well, you cleared up some runway for me, and then you bring this dude in. Now I'm going to be even more of a trash dude, meaning I'm, I'm going to get my buckets on, you know, putbacks and this and that. You're not going to design any plays for me. You're not doing anything to make him happy. And the 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 cohesiveness of bringing 
Bradley in here, like I said, you're, you're doing this without being able to go out and get guys for that second unit. And it's going to really, you know, for me, it was, you know, that you talk about depth, man, we have none. I mean, we're going to have none because you can't, when you got four guys making max money, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. If you ask me. Yeah. So, and along those lines, though, so you mentioned, I mean, it's, they have a lot of firepower with those, with the, those top three. And I want to get into, and in a second, I want to get your thoughts on Super Team. I've talked about this before on our on our Saturday show. But so, if we're looking at the the top three, I'm, and there's, I, I came across an article on ArizonaSports.com that uh, by Kellen Olson that covers the Suns does a great job. And his article, in, in essence, it points out all of the positive things about about Bradley Bill, which is fine because he's a he's a really good player, really good player. I mean, he can put the ball in the bucket. This last season. He was what fifty percent of the well, I want to say fifty fifty one percent from the floor, uh, you know twenty twenty some odd twenty four points per game, and he's led the league in scoring a couple times. So with you know thirty plus, so he can he can score, but he hasn't been available too often the last couple seasons. He's been injured, mm-hmm. right? Um, just this past season, he played I want to say fifty some odd games. Is that is that an aberration or is that a trend? Right? Then you also look at who did they hire? They hired Vogel. They didn't hire. Uh, they, they didn't hire what's my man's name that used to be the coach of the Suns, um, Dan Tony, who's all mm-hmm. only cared about offense. They hired a coach who cares about defense, and then a lot of the defense, a lot of the coaches that are on the staff, they care about defense. Their 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 yeah. forte is defense. Where's the defense coming from? That's that's what I'm at because it's. I don't think Bradley Bill is necessarily the most defensive efficient. Booker is better. But still, he's you don't look at him as a lockdown defender. He's better than he was a couple seasons ago. So there's no, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no discounting that. But when you look at this team, and when the that is what my concern is, they have to trade Aiden. They have to do something to trade Aiden because yeah. otherwise, they are going when they come to that that second apron and all those things where with the new collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be challenging beyond belief to make this work. And I mentioned it last week. That little my my little uh, example. It's here's the here's a dollar. Well, you know, we got these we got these four great players. Well, what am I supposed to do now, uh, Matt Ishbia? Make it work. Make, make it, it work. work. <laughs> and that's gonna that's gonna be the toughest thing when it comes to that is the making it work based upon the risk that's involved. Cause you 163 million, I want to say, per year based uh, just wrapped up in four players, if if I if the numbers that I saw were correct. Yeah. And you bring up the, you know, great points. I mean, in terms of you bring a head coach in here that is a defensive minded guy, but yet you load him up with, you know, injury prone, offensive minded, uh, you know, uh, superstars. And, you know, I'm, I'll be interested to see how he molds this. And you had an experience with him. Obviously, he won you a title. Speaking of Vogel, he won you a title over in the bubble. I always yep. have to mention that bubble. Uh, <laughs> but he AD did, is all around. <laughs> he did get the most out of, you know, AD and LeBron and the crew. Um, I don't know how this works in terms of – because here's the thing. When you when you think of – put, I'll put it in my perspective when I was playing uh, uh, football, for, for instance, if I was one of those – Big time catching tight ends, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go like I'm a free agent and I'm gonna go play for the, the 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 New York Giants back in the day when they were like ground and pound. They might throw the ball 15 times in a game. You know, it's mm-hmm. like fit. It's it's all about fit. Why yes. would you? You know, as a coach, you know you're you're sitting here 
and you're you've got this, you know, your philosophy, and they go out and make moves like this, you know, you already taken over. I wouldn't say the best scenario, obviously, because you got Chris Paul here. You did relieve yourself of Chris Paul, but you got an aging uh, Durant and, uh, you know, uh, DeAndre, who sometimes, say sometimes, doesn't want to be here. And Mm. then Booker, who is, you know, an offensive star. But, I mean, to, to bring Vogel in here, I wonder what he's thinking a little bit. Now, I'm pretty sure he's like, I'd rather have this. You know, it's it's great to be able to try to make a gourmet meal. Even though it's not, if your, you need eight ingredients, you got you got three good ones. Yeah. You got three great ingredients. If you need eight, but you got at least three great ingredients. Here's the thing: it's like somebody dumping a whole bunch of stuff for you to make a Mediterranean meal, but your specialty is Italian. Ooh. You know, it's like Ooh. okay, you gave me some good stuff, but I really don't know how to work with that. I, I can, I'll, I'm a chef, so I'll do the best I can, and hopefully, it, you know, and maybe I can put my Italian twist on it. Yeah. But, you know, they're pretty much ham, hamstringing him as a coach saying, here, you know, and this is Ispia. This once again, this is sometime where management and coaches, like when I say management, I'm talking about ownership and GM yeah. are not on the same page with coach, meaning they, they have a different philosophy, but they're the ones out there spending the money, bringing the groceries in the door. So I got to yeah. do what I do with what they do. So yeah. this is going to be interesting, an interesting mix because I don't know how long does you know. Here's the thing: if Vogel is not as successful as they expect him to be, mm-hmm. how long you know? Three years in, all of a sudden Durant's really up there in age. Yeah. We haven't done anything. Booker's now disgruntled. We've gotten rid of Da. Um, you know, we got Bradley Beal here, and somebody's got to be the problem because we haven't gotten a championship yet. Championships yet? What does that mean? Oh, time for you to turn in your key. <laughs> so, That's why I got. I think he got a five year deal. I think he got a five. Uh-huh. So he ain't, he won't be tripping. You know, He'll be on um, that Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, yeah. You know what them deals are about. That means I got I get to go somewhere and sit on the beach drinking my ties. And you still got to pay Man, me. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. So okay, here's here's one of the things that I want to talk about. So Easy Sports Talk Show. That's Ed Smith. I'm Javon Adams. The super team myth. The super team myth. The, the, immediately once I started to read about the, the possibility of the trade and then the consummation of the trade, and it's still, I want to say it's still not 100% consummated because what they're doing is looking for a trade partner to make it a three player, a three team deal because to bring Chris Paul, that Chris Paul go to maybe the, uh, maybe the, the Clippers to be able to, and then, you know, to, to try to figure it out to get Chris Paul somewhere where he could be with a contender because Washington is not going to be a contender for the next couple seasons at, at the very least for the playoffs anyway. Um, so the super team myth, because you started to see super, then now the Suns have the latest super team. This is the myth of the super team being a guaranteed championship for you. Well, it is a myth. I'm sorry. The the idea of the super team being a guaranteed championship, that is a myth because you can talk about it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now you can have a big three, but a super team is different than a big three. Because you have three really good players. Yeah, you got a big three, you got a big four, whatever that might be. You got a big two. And I think that's I hate those terms as well. But when you look at what the when the Lakers, when they got uh when they got Westbrook, that was a big three, not a not a, not a super team. Now when LeBron, now here's I'm I'm curious what, what you have to say about this. When LeBron went to Miami and he won the championships in Miami, was that really a super team or was that a big three? Because Bosch 
was Bosch was Bosch was really good, all star, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So that made them a big three, but not a super team. Now you could argue that the Warriors became a super team once Durant got there. But before that, when they won that first championship, they were just a really great put together team based upon how they drafted. And then, I mean, their account, the, the Spurs never had a super team and they won multiple championships. They drafted well. Right. And so you can look at some of the, the, when the, uh, maybe the, and even when the Cavaliers won their championship, that was more of a big three. Because you had Kyrie, of course, LeBron, and Kevin Love. That's what that was. It wasn't a super team either. So this myth, this is the super team to me is a myth. What do you think? I'm right there with you. Uh, just like uh, Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot, and you know, they're they all are myths because you bring every one of those teams you mentioned. I would almost, you know, there's you say big three and a couple of them. I was like, well, that's a big two and a half, See? two or right. three quarters. Right. I mean, you even bring up Bosch. Bosch was he—he he was a dude up in Toronto that was scoring, but nobody thought of him like, "Oh my God, he is you know a superstar." Like you know, he just happened to join two other dudes in Wade and LeBron, and then you know, then we threw the title out there of Super Team or Big Three, and you know, and even in um, in uh, with the Warriors, you mentioned them. Um, the, um, Draymond, I mean, you're talking about this. He's, if he was on any other two team, he is just a dude. He fits sure. so where they drafted him. He sure. fits so well up there, but he is just a dude. I mean, what he does is phenomenal, but nobody's game planning for Draymond Green. And then you throw out, you know, Clipper or not Clippers, but, um, uh, Cavaliers, you know, Kevin Love, all right, he's a dude that can shoot. Um, you know, when he was in, was it Minnesota? No, not Minnesota. Where was he? Yeah, he was in Minnesota. Was it Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, it was in Minnesota. I mean, he was a, he was a dude on a team scoring. Then he teams up with LeBron and, you know, and, and, and all that. Could that now, be Bradley Beal? It could be Bradley Beal. Could that be Here's, Bradley Beal? An efficient honest, dude on a team scoring. Honest to God's story. Yesterday, queuing on cell phone, went over to mom's for Father's Day. We're hanging out. We're on the way back. We hear the news that the trade is going down and Quentin, he's a Bucks fan. So we, all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God, now we got to compete with that. There's no way anybody's going to be able to beat, you know, the, the Suns after they get. And the first thing I said to him, I said, Q, I said, the Bradley Beal, I mean, he's, he's okay, but you know, do you consider him like a superstar? Well, I, I, he, I, I was like, he's just a dude on a Washington team that because they're so bad, somebody's got to score all the points. And, mm-hmm. and I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, yeah. I don't think Bradley Beal is a dude other than, you know, what he's done in Washington as far as scoring. And, and as you mentioned, injuries and stuff like that, it's not when you think of him, you don't, the first thing that comes to your mind is not LeBron. Uh, yeah. Durant. Durant. Giannis. Uh, Curry. Giannis. Right. Jokic. Right. You know, it's like, right. Brad, when you say Bradley Beal, I'm like, who? It's, it's like, oh, I, the yeah, first thing right? I think about is, oh, that dude, that dude scores. But he I scores, wonder, because they know? made the playoffs before. They made the playoffs with him since he's been in, because he's been in the league, what, 11 years, I want to say, something yeah. like that. And so he's been, he's made the playoffs, but that's, he's, he's, he's a scorer. He's, that's what he is. More, moral of the story, and I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to poo poo his talent and stuff like that, but I, it doesn't, like, all the hoopla, like oh my god! Now I will say this: the sun, if, if the sun's goal was to stack talent and get rid of 
You know, think about what we got rid of. We got rid of an aging CP3, right. Shamit, and a bunch yeah. of second round picks. But what they that's what they brought on salary wise is crazy. Oh, I mean, it's not my line, money. Yeah. If they want to spend it, spend your money. Spend your money. They, I ain't trying had, to pocket watch. They've handcuffed themselves in terms of going out and getting a bench. What was the what was the the, the problem we had finishing out this season, Jay? With bench. you know an injured or or you know slowed down uh, uh, Kevin Durant, and you got you know injured CP3. Uh, I mean, we, we had no no second tier. We had no backups. Yeah. We had no bench. Yeah. And so now we're going to take even more of our starting salary and go get a dude. And now, well, like you said, here's some change. Go, you know, go, go, go get my, go get me them cigarettes. Yeah. It's like, wow. God. So, yeah. And it's in the expectations that come with that based upon stacking the team that way. Now I got to ask you is, does this make them final conference finals contenders, championship contenders? I say, Conference finals with the with um because I don't know how they're going to fill out this roster. That's because yeah. there's going to be a lot of veteran minimums. I, I got to look and see in terms of what that minimum level, that mid level exception looks like for them. But it's going to be a lot of that stuff going on on this team. You got to think about this too, Jay. What do we always talk about? The walk through that eighty two, bro. Yeah. It is a long season. And if you playing them four dudes. With, with no bench if all that time, yeah, so many minutes leaning so heavy. If you're trying to stack up wins to get somewhere near the number one seed. You're talking about burning dudes out. Durant playing lockdown defense like uh, Vogel likes to try to do. I mean, oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, these dudes are going to be so tanked by the time we get to uh, you know March of next year, and with like I said, with no bench, and then you throw in the injury equation in there. But how many Booker is always a hamstring away from missing four to six, right? Yeah. Kevin Durant, we've seen him get injured in the in the layup line. Come on now, mm-hmm. and then you got Bradley Beal with his history. Then you have to factor in whether the Aiden is even going to be here, or if right. he is here, how pissed off he's going to be when he's getting three or four touches a half. That type. Of thing. If he's not, then that means they might be able to bring a, a, at least a, another couple of quality players in. But yeah. if he is here, that's going to be interesting. What that dynamic looks like for sure. So to answer your question, conference finals, yeah. I mean, if you say you say contention, they they better be. You go and spend yeah. this kind of money, but you know, do like do are they my yeah. front running pick? Nah, I'm mean, and I'm hard on picking teams to repeat because it's right. so tough to do. But right. doggone it, Denver. I mean, you still got to climb that hill. Anybody who's you know going to going to you know talk about p- p- pushing them off the hill, um, we'll see if the the Suns can do it, but. I would still consider Denver my favorite, uh, depending on how the Warriors retool Sacramento up and coming. I mean, right. the Suns, the Suns have a lot of things to overcome more, even more so, excuse me, even more so. They have to overcome their philosophy and approach to stacking players, uh, with this roster and, uh, the financial part of it. It's interesting how in just a few months, how the philosophy or the aggression when it comes to spending and, and it just changes because I thought that James Jones did a great job of building the team through the draft. And, and, and then of course he traded away and you have to, you, I, you, it's one of those things where you talked about months ago on, on easy sports talk show. You mentioned that we, we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals and I said, well, you know, you know, Ed, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't fire the coach when you just, when you just uh, gave him an extension. You said, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, you can. 
Yes, you can. <laughs> Don't let that stop you from trying to improve your team if you feel that that's what you need to do. And, I get, and apparently they're saying, yes, we can as well. They're saying, yes, we can, but I, I wish they would do it with a little more uh, caution and apprehension in terms of, hey, let's just not just open up the window and just start throwing money out the uh, you know, out into the wind and, and see what happens. I I would be more impressed with a, a slower, methodical approach. And yeah. you know, you 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 know, you man, I'm telling you, the Ispia, he might he might be. It's funny how we go to from one extreme to the other, isn't it, Jay? Right. You go from an extreme where we can't get an owner to even open up the pocketbook to one that we can't get to close it. And we, you know, it's sometimes it's better to be in the middle. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you don't have yeah. to be right wing, left wing. How about just center base? You know. Yeah. It's- to your point, and I'm not. I'm sure that he is a, a higher uh, a character guy than the guy I'm about to mention. Yeah. Yeah. But think about Snyder. Think about Snyder. Snyder just thinks that he could spend. When we're mm-hmm. talking about the Washington football team, he just yeah. thinks that he could fit, spend. And that, and what has that done for him? It really has done nothing. And you think mm-hmm. about some of those owners, uh, oftentimes, when was the last time that the Yankees won a World Series? I mean, they've won one. So, so sometimes if you, if you're spending, you get it, then maybe it makes sense. But if you're spending all this money because you think you're going to have a murderer's row when it comes to the lineup, and then when the playoffs come and your pitching is, is nowhere to be found. And that's, so pitching can maybe equate to defense. Will the defense be there? Will you be able to have enough, enough guys to be able to get them in the rotation to be able to have and, and convince, uh, maybe convince guys to step up what they're doing defensively to be a really shut down team when it comes to the playoffs as well. And at the end of it, Jay, every one of those receipts is going to be checked, meaning at, mm. at the end of the, the, the season, at the end of season two and three and four, we're going to be looking back, you know, you and I hope to be doing this for, continue to be doing this for a long time. We'll be yes, looking sir. back talking about how, man, they really, you know, they, they strapped themselves a few years ago when they brought Beal in here. And then you see the trickle-down effect of, you know, even if we do get a title, like for instance, uh, real quick, the Rams, they mortgaged their future, got rid of all their draft picks, nothing but free agents bring them in here. They got that chip, but yeah. now where are they? They got a, they've been dumping like you can't imagine. And then yeah. now their roster is just a shell of its former self. You yeah. know, you start getting rid of Jalen Ramsey's and Floyd's and this dude and that dude. And now you got an older quarterback, a, a Donald in the middle, but nothing surrounding him. And and it's like, okay, well now where do we go? All those draft picks that you gave away, you know, yeah, and the good thing the good thing about the Suns, they gave away a bunch of second round picks, but what are you gonna be able to do with those first round picks over the next few years when you actually got all this, you know, roster in here? It's it's tough, you know. So Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting yeah. to see. Um again, it's it is it's just such a this is that contrast, the stark contrast where it's again somebody who was very mindful of of the pocketbook and then somebody who's just saying, Come out here and spend, man. Mm-hmm. We, what is it? We we up in the club, man. Just spend that yeah. money. <laughs> spend that money. And we'll see. Yeah, because that fans, we need that bottle service. <laughs> fans are happy right now, but if they continue to look, and this is again, if you get a championship, then it's all then it's all moot. Then it then it then it's worth it and we'll see what goes what you do going forward. But sometimes when a you I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen this as well. When a when a fan base wins the championship, then they have to strip it all down. Mm-hmm. Now what do you do? Now now you're now you don't enjoy the championship that you got because it's stripped down because you can't bask in the glow of that championship. Here's the other question, Jay: What happens if you don't win that championship? Oh my! Don't even say that, man! Don't even say that. 
man. Because yeah, then you then you are trapped in in uh, in in salary cap hell. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, that's we man. We we'll get into this is why I'm going to say this before we head out of here. This is why you do in a way it was a news dump, but it happened right at the beginning of the day on Friday with the John Morant stuff. But this is why you do it on a Friday because you're hoping that something Mm -hmm. happens on Saturday or Sunday that eclipses everything. So that when you get the beginning of the week, Oh, they're going to talk about that new shiny object as opposed to what we did with the John Morant suspension. And we'll probably get it. We'll get into that more. We'll get into that a little bit on, on Wednesday show, but uh, Bradley bill coming to the suns, man. We'll see. It's, it's going to be exciting. If nothing else, it's going to be interesting. If nothing else. Yeah. We'll even you know, <laughs> chop it up with our, our brother, uh, Earl Casual E, uh, Earl Burnett, uh, to see what his thoughts on it are because he's really t- tuned in uh, or tapped in with the Suns as well. Yes, so, sir. again, so make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Easy Sports Talk Show. We do this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the week, and then on Saturdays as well. That is a much longer experience where, you know, you get to just, like, relax and kick back with us a little more. But either way, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. EasySportsTalk.com is where you can go to learn more. You can also support the show uh, by going to our Patreon page if you are in the Spotify link, then uh, spot, listen on Spotify. You'll see it in the show notes. And uh, as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can.